It's going to be okay. Can I tell you this morning that probably for really the first time since I've been at Bible Fellowship, I didn't want to preach. And I say that not that I didn't want to preach. I didn't know exactly what to preach. That I, that, I, that I was headed in one direction. And we were supposed to... So your bulletin is wrong this morning. Your bulletin is wrong. It's not Miss Terry's fault this time. No, I'm just kidding. It's not Miss Terry's fault. <clears throat> it is not Miss Terry's fault. But listen, seriously, we were supposed to be in Psalm 12. And I kept saying, okay, God, is that really where we're supposed to be? Went to some training this week, transformational training, that I want to tell you about. So this is a different message. Our guests, welcome. Thank you for visiting with us. But this is not a typical Sunday, but I pray that you are blessed in and through the preaching and teaching of what God's laid on my heart. Amen? And for those who typically come. I tell y'all, we prayed about it this morning. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday. And there are things that I wanted to get up here and say this morning. And I had to pray and I said, okay, God, guard my tongue. Then the guests walk in. I say, okay, God, I, I hear you. I hear you. But I was asked this question that I want you to begin to chew on. I want you to begin to ponder. I want you to begin to turn over in your hearts and your minds. See, we had a conversation. We've had multiple conversations. I have multiple conversations all the time. People ask me, well, how long do you spend working on Bible fellowship stuff through the week. Sometimes I don't know that I can quantify that. I don't know that I can really tell you that it's ten and a half hours. Because if you ask my wife, I'm always thinking. I'm always talking. I'm always reading. I'm always going to a conference. I'm always seeing what other pastors have going on. Learning and trying to to grow as a leader. And one of the conversations recently that came up is, has Bible fellowship grown? And will Bible fellowship grow? And one of the things that came up is consistency. Consistency is key. But then when I heard this message this week, when I went and sat under this training, I want us as a church, to begin to wrestle with this question. Do I have all the answers? N-O, exclamation point. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Amen? I do not have all the answers. If I was to survey you, do you have all the answers? No. We have God's Word. Amen? In and of itself, 
You don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. But this does. Amen? So we have to seek Him through His Word. We have to seek Him through prayer. And here's the question that I want to ask. Every environment and every experience was God there. Every environment and every experience was God there. Because friends, if God wasn't there, we're no different than the Rotary Club or the Kiwanis. Amen? We can go out and we can feed Firestone Church, but if the presence of God isn't there, we're just another club. We're just another organization. We might as well take the, the cross down and just come as you will and do whatever. Amen? There will be no difference if we aren't seeking the presence of the Lord. Every environment in every experience is God there. Was God there? And we have to ask, if not, why? And if so, what was it? If not, why? And if so, what, what brought his presence? Most every Monday morning, Terry and I spend 20 to 30 minutes on the phone. We talk about the Sunday service. We look at the week ahead. We talk about who wasn't there, who was, who we haven't seen, who we need to reach out to, what's coming up this week, what do we need for the bulletin. We typically pray together. We encourage one another. But we're always looking. We're always asking, how about yesterday's service? What went well? What didn't? So now the question that we have to begin to ask is, was God present? Was God present? I want to, I want to can I just say this? I hear feedback from time to time. We didn't like that message. We didn't like that song. We didn't like that series. Maybe it wasn't for you. Right? Maybe it wasn't for you. Because first off, every Sunday isn't for you anyway. It's for God. We talked about this morning that God commanded us to rest. Rest is there for a reason. For us to rest and to renew and to remember Him. We told the people this morning, as you come in sometimes, there are going to be times that you don't want to be here. You didn't feel like getting up. I met one of you coming in this morning, not feeling well, but you pressed on to come anyway. Why? Because you want to hear from God. You don't want to hear from Chris. Amen. You want to hear from Almighty God. So I'm going to ask you this morning, 
This is going to be participatory. People can say, I don't like that either. Well, guess what? This ain't for you. Because can I remind you something else? There's been some Sunday mornings I didn't like the message that was preached. Okay? Just being honest. There's some Sunday mornings I didn't like the message that was preached. Some mornings I didn't want to preach that particular message. The mornings, let me remind you of something I hear from pastors all the time and I've experienced. The message where you come in and think you've got it all together, it will fall flat as a dud. And, right? Needs life support. But when you come in like this morning and there's technical difficulties and it ain't a polished, fit, shine message with words of wisdom and crafty sayings, that might be the message that God decides to use. Amen? And oftentimes when I feel like I'm a failure and I missed the mark, somebody else was blessed. So I want to ask you this morning, participatory, what invites the presence of God? What invites the presence of God? Somebody just yell something out. One at a time, don't talk over each other. Okay? Prayer. What else? So praise, maybe through song. Okay? Humility. A grateful heart. What else? Mm. Love of the saints. Y'all taking notes this morning? Y'all might need to remember some of this. Ain't gonna have a test. You're gonna have a heavenly test. I ain't gonna give you no test. If I give you a test, it wouldn't matter no way. Amen. I don't like tests. I hate tests. All right, what else? What invites the presence of God? Obedience. Say that one louder for the people in the back. Oh, that's from the back. Well, say it louder for the people in the front. Obedience. Obedience. All right, now let's talk about this for a minute. What aborts, that's a strong word, isn't it? What aborts the presence of God? A who? Okay, unwilling heart. Stop right there for a minute. Pride. P-R-I-D-E. Who? All right, hang on. Pride. P-R-I-D-E. Two letters on the front, two letters on the back. What's in the middle? I. Terry said attitude. What else? Negativity. Gossip. Anything else? Okay. Ain't disobedience. Hypocrisy. I can't spell that one, but spell check and spell it later. I know what it is, though. All right, so here's what we're saying. Listen now. How about y'all go ahead and turn over to Psalm chapter 25. We're going to be in Psalms this morning. Middle of your Bible, book of Psalms. Turn to Psalm chapter 25. 
as you're turning there. So we talk, here's what we said this morning. What invites the presence of God? Prayer, praise, humility, a grateful heart, love of the saints, love of the people, love of God's people, obedience. A group of pastors met this week. Here's what they said. Prayer, praise, preparation. Amen? Takes preparation. Your praise team prepares. Betsy prepares. Cindy prepares. She picks the songs. We prepare by getting the songs on the playlist most of the time. But there's preparation. There's not only preparation for corporate worship, but you have to prepare. You have to prepare your heart. Amen? Brokenness. Hunger. Humility. And obedience. What aborts the presence of God? We've said that uh, uh, unwillingness. Love for that to be expounded on. Pride. Attitude. Negativity. Gossip. Anger. Disobedience. Hypocrisy. Listen to what the pastor said. Pettiness. Tradition. Pride. Legalism. The clock. And disobedience. Look with me in Psalm 25, verse 4 and 5. And there the psalmist tells us, he says, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Make me to know your ways. Friends, can I tell you something this morning? As a group of pastors, and we met, they were from all over. They were from down next to the beach. They were from Sumter. They were from Florence, the surrounding areas, King Street. We all met together, a small group of us at Grace Baptist in Florence. Got invited in. Thank God for invitations. Amen. As we talked about a few weeks ago, God can do more, has done more in my life through an invitation. Not an invitation of walking an aisle, but someone saying, hey, Chris, we're going to this training. I paid for your ticket and your book. Come on, you want to go? Because, see, there's a man across the street. His name is Kevin Litchfield. He's the director of missions for the Santee Baptist Association. And we're not in an association. We're independent. We are non-denominational. And that's okay. And he knows that. But you know, And I told him, I said, I'm not in the association. He said, I don't care. He said, what is ours is yours. And so I'm thankful for the fellowship and the association of other pastors. Amen? I'm, a, I'm thankful for them to say, hey, we bought your ticket. We paid for your lunch. We'll even give you a ride. I had to drive myself, but that's okay. I had something else I had to do. I had to come back early. We bought you a book. We're going to study the book together. Pastors need community too. You need community. Whether it's through a Sunday school class, whether it's through a small group, whether it's through a sewing fellowship, whether it's through fellowshipping with other people, you need community. Our shut-ins need community, amen? They need a visit. 
They need to be reminded that they're not just wasting away, but they are loved by us. They're loved by God. But listen, those pastors reminded us this week that we pastors and we the church should be experts at what invites the presence of God. But are we? Is there unwillingness? Is there pride? Is there attitude? Yes, yes, yes. Negativity, gossip, anger, disobedience, hypocrisy. Yes, yes, yes. Pettiness, yes. Tradition, yes. Pride, yes. Legalism, yes. The clock, yes. But what invites the presence of God? It's prayer and praise and preparation. Amen? I don't know about you, but I don't want to play church. I'm not in the business of playing church. I'm in the business of trying to help people grow in their relationship with God. And there's some of you out there this morning that got ticked off because we started small groups. How do you get mad about people taking next steps towards Jesus, friends? How? Why? You know what it boils down to? I'll tell you right now. One word. Control. Control. You don't have control. Can I tell you something? You never had it to begin with. Because this is God's church. It's about what he wants. It's about getting out. It's not. It is about coming here. But it's about getting outside of these walls and making much of Jesus. We need to let God lead. Turn with me over to the book of Colossians. Book of Colossians. First and second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then Colossians. Sandwiched between Philippians and first and second Timothy. First and second Thessalonians. Colossians. All else fails. I told you how to get there and I'm struggling to get there. Colossians chapter 3. Verses 1 through 4. Your translations probably say, Therefore. Mine says, if then. When you see therefore, when a sentence starts there, therefore, then you better pay attention for what it's there for. Amen? What came before and what are they saying afterwards? So Paul is saying, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated, seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your minds on the things that are above not the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. 
verse 2. Set your minds on the things that are above, not the things that are on earth. Gabe, will you start the other song? Um, do it again. What's God's plan for this church? God says, I have a plan. Listen to me. Listen to me. Can I tell you something this morning? Unrepentant hearts, hearts of pride and unforgiveness and have it your way. Are you quelching and quenching the spirit of God? So I want to invite you. This altar is always open, but I want to invite us now for a time of prayer. Let's pray before we open it. We're just going to open this time of prayer. Gabe, just know if it goes over, just play this song again, okay? Let's pray. Father God, I pray as we come to this altar, Lord, I don't want it to be me. I don't want, I don't want to be the one who is in the way of what you want to do at Bible Fellowship. But God, is there one here this morning that will say, is it me? And just get before you on their face and cry out. Lord, what do you want to do at Bible Fellowship? What do you want to do here? We don't want to just do what other churches do. God, we want to seek you. We want your presence here. We want to sense your presence want to see lives forever changed not for our glory but for yours Father God is there one here this morning that we would be willing to say God please forgive me because God this church will never grow and reach its community for unrepentant sin
for pride, for stubbornness, for tradition, God. We need to get those things out of the way. We need to lay them at your feet. We need to lay them at the altar. God, create in me a clean heart. Lord, give me clean hands. Lord, forgive me of my sins. And I pray this morning as we open this altar, or whether people pray in the altar of their chairs, Father, move. Will you move in way your will be done as it is in heaven? I want to invite you. The altar is still open. Is there one here this morning that is clenching to the front of that pew? It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or says or wonders about you. Now is time to do business with Almighty God. Okay, play that song one more time. And as it plays, I want to invite you to pray. I'm going to stand here. I will be glad to pray with you as well. What is God asking of you? What is God asking you to give to him so that you may have complete freedom, healing? Come. Come. Father God, I come as humbly as I know how. Father, as we sang this morning, do we love to tell the story? Father, are we going to answer that question? It's every experience and every event. Were you there? And if not, was it because of my attitude? Was it because of my heart? Was it because of my pride? It's not just me talking to you, God, but we need to ask you those things. Each and every one of us. Father, I 
don't know what tomorrow brings. Father, something may very well call for me to resign. But God, your will be done. God, if it is my season and it's done here, God, I pray I turn the soul and prepare it for the next guy. Lord, time is nigh. Your word needs to be preached boldly, with compassion and with love. God, as I've reminded our people, when we want to be here, we want others to be here. So do we even really want to be here? Or are we just going through the motions? Father, I pray that we would search our hearts and our minds and answer that for ourselves. Father, I pray for our visitors. What an odd Sunday to come and to visit with us. But God, may they be reminded as they leave forth from here that you love them. And that God, our goal should always be your presence. So we've got to pray. We've got to prepare. We've got to praise. And we've got to invite you in. So Father, I pray that you would guide us this coming week. Help us to be vessels of hope and encouragement and light. And Father, I pray if there's one here this morning who doesn't know you, I pray they'd come and grab me by the hand and say, God, I want to meet Jesus. Lord, I pray that I would be able to introduce them to you. Lord, if there's another burden that someone has for a loved one or something in their life, Lord, what an honor and privilege it would be to to praise you and to usher that request into the throne room of God on their behalf. Father, help us to have conversations with one another, with our family, our friends, our loved ones, with complete strangers. And as Jimmy said this morning, may what we did in serving Firestone not be seldom, but be done often. Father, help us to make much of you this week. Help us to love and to lead like Jesus. For it's in his holy and precious name I pray. Amen.